This is the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin, a.k.a. Q Gauz No Days Off. From on the field and off the field, NFL player and entrepreneur. Motivating you to be the best you can be and getting you out of your comfort zone. Sharing with you travel, sports, and entrepreneurial tips with amazing guests on the show. Now, get ready for your life to change with the Life Journey Podcast and your host, Quentin Gauze. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Oh, we have a good one today. We have a great one today. Again, welcome to the Life Journey Podcast. So excited. We, we're like, we're actually broadcasting from Rochester, and then we, we're, we're going to Let's, let's, let's fly real quick to LA. Find the LA real quick. We have one of my childhood friends. We'll say that. Yeah, childhood friends. Um, Andrea, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I'm staying safe, staying healthy through all the madness, but I'm can't complain. It's good to have you on the show. So, man, COVID 19, how has it like affected your daily life uh, up to this point? It's been um, an adjustment for sure. I would say a lot of the work that I do, um, I do from home, but the meetings and being on set, that has all changed. So it's been, um, it's been quite an adjustment, but I'm, I'm really blessed to have my own space. So it's been nice. That's awesome. I love the background, by the way. Thank Just, you. I designed it myself. That's awesome. <laughs> that quote say in the corner of your back? This one? Yeah. Live the life you've always dreamed of. Be fearless in the face of adversity. Never stop learning. Use your imagination whenever possible. Recognize the beauty that surrounds you. Remember where you came from, but never lose sight of where you're going. Dang. That's that's powerful. Hey, five represent now. <laughs> Yo, that's powerful right there. Why do you why do you like what inspired you to put that up? Um, basically because, you know, um, our hometown means so much to me, you know, I don't, I don't like that when people leave Rochester or they become successful, they never bring up that they're from Rochester. Mm -hmm. Um, and that always like, it just doesn't sit with me. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, well, I was born in New York city, but you grew up in Rochester, honey. So <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be oh, real. Man. So I think like I put that up one, because you, I don't ever want to forget where I come from who raised me, what raised me. And also just being fearless and just kind of like surrendering to my imagination and surrendering to whatever path like God puts me on instead of like trying to control it. So that's kind of what that quote is for me. I love it, I love it. Positive vibes. Everyone listening, make sure you put post a quote in your home as well too. Make sure yeah. you follow. Like an affirmation, you know, you gotta remind yourself. Got to. So let the folks know like, what was it like growing up in Rochester, New York, as a kid, let's talk about from me as a kid all the way to high school. I loved Rochester. I mean, people talk so much junk about it, which <laughs> like, I get it, like it's not like, but it's home. So for me, I mean, I don't know, my parents always kept me super busy. And um, I don't know, We I'm the only child. So uh, my parents like spent a lot of time with me. I would constantly be going to work with them. My mom is in construction, my father is in radio. So I was working every day with them, learning how to run boards by like five years old, putting up drywall by the time I'm 11. Um, <clears throat> and just honestly, being a kid, I played sports. 
I was in ex all these extracurricular activities. I went to camp. Life was like, I was blessed, you know? I'm still blessed. And, um, you know, there are some, some rough edges that you experience growing up. But for the most part, um, I was surrounded by so much love and guidance and nurturing. And not only from within my family, but within the community. So, yeah, growing up was, was nice. So, so I was, I was talking to Kayla the other day and he uh, said <laughs> when he when uh yeah you were younger like they like were like your he was like your bodyguard and stuff like that he pick you up just from school oh, like first of all those are the, they're the reason why I never dated when I was in Rochester okay <gasps> they oh my gosh they were like they were like my guardian angels. Like they really looked after me. Like they were my uncles, big brothers, cousins, all in one. Yeah, they would pick me up from school. <laughs> they would pick me up from camp. Oh my God, I remember this one time. So it was like, there was a couple people, but I really only remember like Kayla, Raheem, there was Squeaky and Pooh, right? So those were the guys that were, I was blessed to be raised around because they really showed me like what a man is supposed to be like. They always were respectful. They took care of me. They were always just were just so chivalrous and, and gentlemanly, right? And so I'm blessed to have been around those type of men. But you know, it got real sticky um, when I got to the age where I could start going on dates. And I remember this one time, and I was, and I think that was the last date I ever went on in Rochester. Yeah, that's fun. Where I was like at the movies, I'm like, you know, cuddling up next to the guy, ready to watch the movie. And all of a sudden, this big old man turns around and goes like this to me, puts his fingers to his eyes, and then points at me. I'm like, Raheem? And then he texts me, I'm watching you. So I was like, you know, I was supposed <laughs> to have them around, but you know, it was, I couldn't get away with much. I couldn't get away with anything, actually. You were constantly watched and monitored. Constantly. <laughs> if any concert or event I went to, my uncles were security. If I was at the movies, they were at the movies too. If I was trying to sneak and do something I wasn't supposed to, somebody would always find me. So that's one thing about Rochester. It's small enough where people will keep tabs on you. <laughs> Man, yo, I mean, that's a good, it's a good thing, but yeah, like, when you're trying to grow up, you're like, all right, man, I think, you know, it's, it's at that point now to, like, be free of it, and that's funny. But it was, it was good that I didn't, like, you know, I didn't get into trouble at all because I had all that, you know, that guidance and nurturing, and honestly, I appreciate it now looking back, where it's, like, where mm -hmm. most of my friends were doing a lot of stuff <laughs> we shouldn't have been doing, and they got trouble for it, so I'm... I'm grateful that, you know, I had my little village around me. That's good. That's solid. It's good to have that community, like you said. That's important. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about high school going into college. Yeah. So I, whew. yeah, high school was like kind of boring, to be honest. Yeah. It was like I was, um, it wasn't, I went to Brighton. So there wasn't like too much stuff going on out there. I was, um, varsity track, basketball, I did gymnastics, and then I participated in all the plays um, and musicals. And on top of that, I'm working after school at both my parents' companies. So- Absolutely. Yeah, I was just like busy all the time. I didn't really like go out too much. I was, I guess I'm just kind of a homebody already. So this, this situation isn't too bad <laughs> for me. 
Um, but you know, I took a lot of AP classes and um, I did as, as well, you know, as I needed to, to get to college, which sounds lazy, but hey, like it was what it was. And um, I ended up going to school in Philadelphia and uh, I went to school, actually, my major was uh, humanities with a concentration in linguistics and Chinese language. So I speak Mandarin. Oh, you did tell me that, yeah. That's not, <laughs> I, I know. Anytime I go to like a Chinese restaurant, they'd be like, Shema. Like they're so, like, <laughs> black, black. <laughs> they're like <laughs> black girl speaks Chinese. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'll say, so is that like a, uh, like you know, like it's like a hundred percent fluent, or no, like not anymore. So it's been some years. It's been some years since I have been conversational, especially because I don't really have anyone to talk to. Um, mm -hmm. and when I make like Chinese friends, they always want to speak English, and I'm like, no, let's speak Mandarin. Um, but yeah, I used to be conversational. Like I used to be very confident speaking back and forth. Wow. I'm still confident speaking Spanish, but I'm not as confident speaking um, Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so you know three languages. Mm -hmm. And I spoke, like, I had to speak French growing up. That school, they taught us French. And then when I uh, was in college, I studied abroad in Italy, so I picked up Italian as well. Cool. Okay. Mm. So technically, it's five. Yeah, I guess. If, like, I speak it, <laughs> if I needed to, like, figure out how to get somewhere, I would be able to. <laughs> I got you. Not for you on that. All right. So you went to college in Philadelphia. I'm yeah, Temple, right? Well, first I went to St. Joseph's University, which is a small Jesuit school. So when I was doing like musicals in high school, I did a lot of musicals at McQuaid. And um, one of my, he wasn't like my advisor because I obviously didn't go to McQuaid, um, but he was like one of the, the administrator for musicals there or whatever. He recommended that I check out some Jesuit schools. So I did. So that's how I ended up like, St. Joe's, well, even like my process of going to college, cause I wasn't trying to go to school. Like I wanted to travel. I just wanted to live life. I felt like I've been in school enough. Like I just want to be free. So I like applied to a couple of schools, but I had no intention of going. So yeah. it could be like July, the end of July. And my parents were like, where are you going to college? I was like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna go. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a year off and travel the world and backpack. And they were like, uh, no, you're going to college. They got the mail and they found the only one that was still accepting students. And that's how I went to St. Joe's. <laughs> and so St. Joe's was very, um, if I had to describe it or compare it to something, it was like Victor. Okay, I got you. You get what I'm trying to say right now? Okay, so I wasn't trying to be in that environment. So I transferred to Temple. And Temple was one of, at the time, the number two most diverse schools in the nation. And I was just like in awe of like all the walks of life that, you know, I was interacting with. And um, yeah, I fell in love with Temple. Temple was, Temple was a lot of fun. Temple was the perfect college experience for me. It's in the middle of the city. I get to meet all types of people. I had the ability to do study abroad. Um, and that's when I ended up switching to um, a business major with a minor in digital marketing because my dad was like, so you're majoring in Chinese language. Are you going to be an interpreter? I was like, no. <laughs> so, are you going to like, are you going to move to China? I was like, no. 
He was like, then you need to pick a major that is actually going to give you a career. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's good guidance though, low key. Like, yeah. <laughs> he caught that early though, because I mean, you would still be successful, but like, you know, at least I you, was literally gonna do nothing with Chinese, like at all. So there was no point of me even. Cool, because we, I don't know about like with you guys when you were in high school, but or even in middle school or lower school, like they never really taught us about anyone else except Caucasians. So like my parents did an excellent job of making sure that I understood who I was and where I come from. And they made sure that I learned about black history. But then um, I just thought it was weird when I went to Brighton for high school, there was all these Chinese kids and they only talked to each other. And they didn't really speak English that well. And then when we would learn about like Asian or Chinese culture in school, they would call them like the Orients and like they would, I don't know, like kind of, um, I don't know, like dehumanize them in a way. So when I went to college, I wanted to learn about the other billions of people that are on this planet because I just felt like I wasn't given a true um, rounded view of the world from what I learned in, in schools growing up. So that's why I chose to speak. I chose humanities and to speak Chinese and Mandarin because I didn't know anything about it and I wanted to learn about it. But then I was like, oh, wait a second. What am I going to do with this? I can know it, but it's right. going to school for business. Um, and I graduated from Temple in 2014 and I applied to grad school because that was something that was always just pushed on me was just like getting an education. My grandfather was a huge proponent of getting an education because, you know, a lot of our people aren't afforded the same opportunities uh, back then as we are now, or even now, you know? So it's like, if you have the opportunity to go to school, take advantage of that opportunity. So I, I applied um, uh, at schools in New York or LA because I knew I still wanted to pursue acting, um, which has always been, you know, uh, a hobby or as something that I've always been passionate about. Um, but if I went to school in like Syracuse, which has an excellent uh, grad program, I, I was gonna be bored. Like <laughs> there's two in Syracuse. Right, it's like no like shade on Syracuse, but it's worse than Rochester. Like there's literally nothing to do. At least I don't know what's going on in Syracuse. So I applied um, at schools. I applied um, in LA and New York, but um, I ended up coming out to LA and looking at UCLA and USC's campus and fell in love with the campuses. And I always knew that like I wanted to move to LA one day. When I was 13, um, my parents and I came out to LA for my birthday. And I was like, oh yeah, like I wanna, I wanna move out here. I wanna act out here. And my dad was like, well, good luck. You better start saving your money now because I'm not paying for it. So I did. That's when I started my first bank account. <laughs> That's when he said he wasn't going to help me move to L.A. So I was ready by the time it was time to go to grad school. I've been saving my whole life, worked like six jobs in college, kept stacking money. So by the time it was time to go to grad school, I was ready. I went to USC, got a master's in business communications. And I started doing more student films when I was in school and 
a couple of those student films went into festivals and people saw me in festivals and asked me to be in other projects and it kind of just tumbled into what it what it's still growing into right now so um yeah that's that's kind of how i got here <laughs> well, like there's something i was reading well we are we're talking about that book called atomic habits right and <laughs> within it it talked about getting one percent better every day yeah so every single day, you know, you know, it adds up for the year, right? So yeah. it seems, you know, you put in a lot of work to achieve that goal. So like you said, you wanted to move out to LA, you wanted to be in movies, you, you wanted to be in films and stuff like you, you put that in your mind and you, it was, you know, like you said, you, the daily affirmation, you constantly told yourself and like, it's happening right now. You're out in LA, you have your own place. You're, you know, constantly, you know, pushing to be in different movies and have been on films like how does that feel like you know x a lot of stuff has come true and like a lot of more stuff is like how does that feel like inside like what's how do you do that like folks that don't know how do you how do you make that real how um how does it feel first of all it feels regular because i knew it was gonna happen you know what i mean like mm -hmm. no surprise like i and i'm still on my way i'm not to where i want to be yet mm -hmm. so how does it feel it's it's still i'm grateful Every day I wake up and thank God. I'm extremely grateful, but it feels regular, you know? I'm so, I'm so working. How do you do it? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I just, I feel like the way I was raised helped me a lot because the mindset and perspective that my help, my parents helped kind of give me and I kind of like grew on my own, that foundation was extremely helpful because I was always told I'm smart, that I can anything I put my mind to. I was always told to ask questions. I was always told to learn about things around me. And that was a foundation I was on. Then when I like moved out of the house at 18, I started reading books like The Secret and The Four Agreements and The Alchemist and those type of books, like, especially as like a late teen, early twenties was, they were really getting my moving and helping me to it to see the world in a different perspective and really helping me to when you say like mind over matter like it what that really means you know so how can you do that you have to believe it first you can take the steps but if you don't 100 percent commit to that belief you mm -hmm. won't be able to manifest anything in your life you know um and so i highly recommend anyone that's on a journey for awareness or self-discovery to really read like it's it's the it's the best thing and if you don't like to read get an audiobook because i'm telling you from reading it will inspire so many other ideas or beliefs within you that you didn't even know were ready to be cracked open um and yeah just you have to be willing to take a journey of self-discovery and self-awareness to achieve anything. Why don't you have your own book yet? My own book? Yo, you know what's so crazy? You're probably like the 10th or 11th person that has said that to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of, um, right. I think a lot of things sometimes are, are rooted in fear. When we're not, when we're not ready to take a first step, we'll make a ton of excuses or we'll procrastinate. But I think that's really rooted in fear. So I think I'm just, scared to see like what will happen if i write it but it's like you just gotta start and i have like my journals i have journals everywhere just filled with things i guess i should just put them together and see what happens <laughs> it's not good. 
one, I was talking to a, one of the clients and they were talking about like utilizing possibly some like, like a ghostwriter of some sort to help them get their story out because they don't feel, you know, their time is valuable. So I was, I was even thinking about that too. It's like, you know, yeah, you're busy. So I was like, yeah, might as well do a recording Sunday and just knock it out per week and see what happens. You know what I'm Okay, Doug, well, send me the info. Let me know. I'll check it out. But I do think it's like, especially for anyone watching or listening, I do think it's really important to just write in a journal daily. Like, regardless mm -hmm. of like how you feel or if you're inspired or not, I would highly recommend just waking up. Oh, look, see? Waking up and just writing three pages a day. Just fill those three pages. And it could literally just be nonsense that you're saying. But sometimes within that nonsense, you'll find brilliance, you know? Yes, so true. So let's dive into next. Um, I mean, look, your grandfather is just like, like we have to talk about like your family lineage to and DKX and for folks okay. in the world that don't know. Yeah, you gotta let, yeah, let's dive into this. Your family lineage and DKX thing. This, this I can't wait. Let's, let's talk. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so. I, I asked which grandfather, because both of my grandfathers have made like very um, big waves within our community. So like my maternal grandfather, he was an architect, one of the first black architects in the country. Um, and many of the buildings that you see in Rochester that were built before like 65 were done by him. Like the Monroe County Hospital, most of the houses in Brighton, um, a few libraries. So. That is something that I'm extremely proud of, that I of, you know, an ancestor that looks over me and where I come from. Um, my paternal grandfather, he started WDKX Radio, um, which is still on to this very day. You can check it out at WDKX.com. Our call letters stand for Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. Ooh. My grandfather, I know, right? Hey, hey, hey. My grandfather, he started the station in 68, which many people don't know. We didn't go on air until 74. Now, mm. what happened in that time period was my grandfather was able to solidify a frequency, which was unheard of, of like getting your own frequency, especially as a black person. But the problem was we had our frequency. We had a place to put our antenna, but nobody wanted to house a black media company. Nobody wanted us in their buildings. Um, we finally found someone, um, I guess it was like 73, that would rent to us. And it was like, the way the story is told to me, it's like this old, like, crusty building where, like, the stairs were leaking and, like, the floors were cracked. The elevators were always broken and we were on the third floor. And, um, but it was the only person that would rent to a black business, which is so sad. So we went on air. Um, April 6, 1974, 5 a.m., and we've been on 24-7 ever since. Um, so my grandfather and my grandmother, you know, really got things moving. We had an amazing support and continue to have amazing support from the community. Um, but the whole purpose of our business is to really give a voice to the unheard. When my grandfather started the process of opening this radio station, you have to remember that time period. That was uh, towards the end of the riots. So you had extreme civil uh, unrest between blacks and whites within Rochester. Um, and nobody covered the stories properly, similar to how things are today, where it's like 
things try to get slipped under the rug or they try to paint people of color in a negative light. Um, and so my family saw that as, you know, what can we do to change the narrative? And I think that is the most important thing for our people is when you tell the narrative, you control the story. If you allow other people to tell your story, then you will always be the villain in that story. Mm -hmm. So we created this radio station to give ourselves a voice. Um, that's why a lot of our stories focus on black and uh, people of color um, and shedding light on things that, that mainstream media doesn't necessarily talk about. Um, so 1974, we went on air. Uh, we've had the likes of, ah, gosh, like the list goes on. This is why I think it's so important. Like, I really want to write a script about this business because it's, it's fascinating. Like we've had people like Muhammad Ali come in. We had Jesse Jackson come in. My grandmother had to interview him. Like the whole secret service and the FBI was there. It was crazy. Um, and then, and obviously like those are the stories that I hear, right? Um, we've had, we've helped kickstart a lot of careers. Mary J. Blige, we were one of the first radio stations she ever came to. Will Smith, same. LL Cool J, same. Queen Latifah, same thing. Mario, same thing. Um, those are, I don't know, those were such random artists, but those are the ones I thought of. Did Beyonce come to? But um, you said what? Then Beyonce come to Rochester as well. Beyonce, too? yep, Beyonce. I remember, oh my gosh, I remember when Jay-Z came to Rochester. <laughs> he scared the crap out of me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> he just <laughs> he's quiet. Like, he's, he's, he's so quiet and he like didn't even smile. You know, like when you meet a little kid, like usually people smile, he just looked back at me and I looked back at him and I was like, <laughs> okay. <"Great."> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have everybody, we, uh, Janet Jackson, Usher, um, I'm Rick Ross, Trey Songs. I'm trying to Trina. I'm trying to remember like people that I've just interviewed myself. But yeah, it's been like nonstop fun. And so that's that's the business that one of the businesses that I grew up in and around. And many people listen to radio and they think it's all about like just the music. But when we say WDKX is much more than a radio station, it truly is because not only do we focus on news items and community items, we're out in the community. We've given away cars, we've given away scholarships, um, but we also have the advertising and that's what a radio station is too, is that is an, a vehicle for advertising businesses. And we like to try our best to showcase and, and, and reach out to small owned or family owned uh, right. businesses. And so more people can, you know, we can get more business to those people as well. We have a website that we are selling t-shirts on, more merchandise is coming. We have a self-service advertising platform that uh, I created and that my dad helped kind of like bring my vision to life. Um, so yeah, things are moving and grooving. <laughs> That's awesome. You created, you, you came up with an idea that is on the platform right now. So like you can go in and like create your own ad or something, I'm guessing. Yeah, know. so what you can do, so I took the idea of just like, um, like microtransactions like you know how you 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 pay for like netflix or you might buy a show like that's only 2.99 for the whole season and so that's kind of the essentially the concept behind my platform um is to it's like pick what type of as you want but it's like individually instead of like a lump sum unless you'd like that um and you can kind of like tailor make your own uh 
advertising flight, whether it be on like throughout the whole website, on the back page, if you have like a carousel ad, if you have a sponsorship of a podcast, if you have a video ad, if you, there's all types of things and you can kind of put together what you want, um, what you think is best for your business. And yeah, so that was, it's been a fun project. I completely redid the whole website and um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, especially like working with my dad. He and I butt heads sometimes because we're so much alike but it's honestly such a blessing. You know, he's a bevy of knowledge and he mm -hmm. he allows me to express myself freely and allows me to create and, um, which I think is important, like he hears me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. That's what's up, man. And it's a family business, like impacting an entire city. <laughs> you know, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. Like. How does yeah? How does it feel to be? I guess I kind of ask this, but like to be in a family like that environment, like that, and then growing up and being a part of that. Yeah. So I guess you know what it's like. You don't realize that it's anything until you leave home. I didn't realize that what I grew up in was unique to me because it's all I knew. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a very supportive, very creative, very open-minded household very ambitious household. Um, my parents let me see light and dark when it comes to love, when it comes to business, when it comes to, you know, just everything. So um, I think that, and especially because everyone around me is much older, it allowed me to, not to grow up faster, but it allowed me to really um, grow, I don't want to say grow wiser, I don't know. I just feel like everyone just kept real with me my whole life. <laughs> and so I really appreciate that when I got into the real world, because I appreciate it in the sense that I kind of knew it was coming, but at the same time, I didn't realize how different everything was from the way I grew up. I didn't realize that not everybody has that type of relationship with their parents or with their grandparents, or not everybody is exposed to having to do books for a business at 14, 15 years old, you know? Um, so they, I feel like they prepared me for life, but I also wasn't expecting how different everything else was. And that's something that I've had to really have a lot of self-awareness and reflection about is being understanding and patient to those around me that don't have the same experiences as me. Mm. Powerful words, powerful oh. words. <laughs> now we'll kind of go left, uh, left field here. What's your okay. favorite restaurant in Rochester? Okay, hold on. Let me think about that. What's my favorite restaurant in Rochester? Dang, I guess like it depends like what what I'm in the mood for. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if I want like if I want like Puerto Rican, like I want to go to Sabrino's. If I want Jamaican, I'll go to dang People's Choice. Or dang, what's the one on East Main? Pepper Pot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pepper yeah. Pot. That they're really good. Um, I like. Um, who else do I like? I like. Um, I like Nino's Pizzeria. Mm -hmm. You been? One time, a minute ago. But Uncle, it's like this little old Sicilian man. He's the sweetest. <laughs> but like, it tastes like their their ingredients come straight out of a garden. It's so yummy. Mm, I'm trying to think, like, who else? I like to eat in general, so wherever you take me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll enjoy myself 
There's a lot of good places to go in Rochester, too. Yeah, I like it all. Okay. You I'm can't surprised. Go Abbott's, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> you said you said Abbott's. Yeah, I'll eat ice cream <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> you know, I love going to Belgrade's um, by Seabreeze. Just oh, to, yeah. But you know what I miss, and I don't know if you remember this, but it used to be Don and Bob's. Do you remember Don and Bob? Bob's, nah. Wait, Don wait Bob's. huh? Is it by Seabreeze? It was. It was called Down and Bob's by Seabreeze. And then they had another one on Monroe Avenue. But it was kind of similar to like Shaler's like type style. Yeah, I think they I know the dog in half and they put the meat sauce and mustard and everything on it. Mm-hmm. So I loved know, it there. Most folks said, most people say like, oh, you're going to Rochester? Got to try the garbage plate. Yeah, the garbage plate. Like, garbage okay. plate. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I I always tell people like, don't leave Rochester without trying Country Sweet or Boss Sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but garbage plates are a lot for for people. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody can really stomach that, and you have to be in the right type of environment to have a garbage plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it tastes it tastes good. It tastes good, but it's just so bad for you. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, like, that's it tastes good. <laughs> but what about you know? I, I got I gotta say this. What about GNG? I know you know we're I think thinking about bringing it back um, in the next couple of months. What about GNG? When you tried GNG steakout when you were younger? <laughs> See, I'm a. Have you ever been to Campy's? Campy's? Yeah. I haven't been to Campy's. Oh, what is it? I don't know what Campy's. Is. What? Campy's. Yeah. Campy's has the best steak subs in Rochester. Hmm. Yo, you're bugging. Go to camp. You need to go today. All right, all right. Let me go there. I think it's on Scottsville. Campies. It's like near Genesee. Okay. You know where DNL Groceries is? If you yeah. like go up the other way, like away from Genesee Valley Park and go up that street, it's right there. Okay, I'll, I'll go up there to test it. But I still, okay, the reason why, we did a pop-up. We uh-huh. had like 300 people show up. Uh-huh. People waiting for three hours for a Don Mandela burger. Are you past, serious? Every Saturday we've done it the past three weeks. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, we got to bring it back. If, if you're getting that cup type of review, like, you got to bring it back with a food truck or something. That's what people want. You got to do it. You you got to. It's a, it's a need. But I'll try camping. I'll see. I'll, 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 like, break it up, bring it here to the fam, and it's like, all right, all right, I'll test this out. Oh, it tastes good. It's better. Nah, that's what's up. the cheese to get mixed in with meat and the peppers and onions, though. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so all right you said a really great quote from the wall i don't know if you want to i mean that's what i normally say on the show like give a quote for them to like take home with them but i mean do you want to just leave off with that one or you have something else that you live by um oh, it's a really good quote. <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, I think recently what i've been i guess like that I've been gravitating towards is praying without ceasing. That's been yeah. something that's, but I will read my quote again because that wasn't really a quote. That was just Bible verse. Okay, ready? Live the life you've always dreamed of. Be fearless in the face of adversity. Never stop learning. Use your imagination whenever possible. Recognize the beauty that surrounds you. Remember where you came from, but never lose sight of where you're going. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. 
whoever's listening from around the world, y'all better like take some notes. Literally taking notes right now. Cause now that's that's a powerful quote. I might have to uh, did you did you find that one online or you printed that one out? I can't really see it. Like, well I got this a target. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, darling? I was like custom, like, whoo, you know, but I miss this. It sounds like it, right? No, it do. Oh, that's what's up, though. Um, so before we close it out, mm-hmm. what's something that you know you want to leave some folks with that can get involved in? I mean, you, you you're in different careers, so like acting, and then also like just the radio, yeah, the field of radio. Like, how do you to make that impact like you've made? I want to be how like you. They want to be like me? Baby, don't be like me. Be like you. But, but you inspire me. <laughs> I inspire you to be you. That's it. I don't think anyone should ever compare. I don't think anyone should ever, you know, it's cool to be inspired by someone, but don't ever try to be like anyone because God made you uniquely you. And you're doing yourself an injustice to God and to yourself and to your ancestors not really relishing and giving in those gifts that God has given you uniquely to you. So I would say if that's the only thing I can give you today is find what makes you you mm. and then just keep moving in that direction. Mm. That's powerful. In other words, you're saying don't be coming in my field because I'm so messy. Yeah, come on over, baby. There's space. Let's create. Let's make it happen. Nah, that's what's up, man. Y'all make sure y'all take note on that. Like, she's dropping dimes in this podcast. Like, go out there and like, yeah, that's one thing with social media can really do sometimes is like, it does it to everybody. Like, that's why I delete it every day and I'm gonna go on when I gotta post something. And it sounds so bad. I do though, cause like you can scroll through and you're like, dang, my homeboy is doing the same, (laughs) you know, oh dang, hit him. Ah, gosh. And then the distraction with other stuff, you know. But what well, what's yeah. this thing with the uh, what's this thing with OnlyFans, man? Like, what's this thing with that? Okay, here's what, my thing with OnlyFans. What is this? What is this? I, encourage, I encourage people to make OnlyFans because <laughs> you don't need to be on there doing nothing nasty. You could literally be reading the Bible, and people can subscribe to that. Okay, you can do whatever you need to do if you want to. If you want to twerk something, if you want to do something else, if you want to just. <laughs> read a book to people you can do all of that if you if that's the way that you can generate some coin go ahead and do it baby but you know i think that if that's what if that's the direction you want to take then go for it as long as you're not hurting anyone or hurting yourself nah, why not you know what that's a whole different perspective <laughs> i just i haven't been on there i just didn't know what it was about i just heard mm-hmm. it like oh yeah i made an only fans that mm-hmm. account so oh, I haven't been on there, but you asked about it. I asked about it because I'm I'm curious. I'm like, I guess it's just is it just nasty stuff like or sex work? No, it's not just for sex work. It's for originally was all types of things. It was originally supposed to be for someone to create a channel that people could subscribe to and uh, like they would be paid. <laughs> it was like if it was like Instagram Live, but you had to pay to see it. I got you. Somebody somebody just had to make it seem. <laughs> a lot of people do use it for like you know for different types of things but i say if you're being safe then go don't glamorize it you don't have to ever glamorize or idolize something just take it for what it is you know exactly well first well 
thank you for being on the show today. This was like, this is really impacting. It was good to have you on here. I know we, uh, that's how we saw each other. Was, I was in LA, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, definitely gonna come back out there. And yes. um, we, I know this sounds hella random. I wanna go skydiving in LA. You wanna oh, go sure. All right, cool. All right. Pretty good. I actually have a gift, a coupon to go skydiving. Say less. Because they messed up my video last time. It was. <laughs> oh, they messed up the video. Yeah, they didn't even take my video. Oh, I didn't so forget they, the. Oh, you can come in for free. So I was like, okay, bet. Like I had, I love jumping out of a plane. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. I'm down. Right. It wasn't even that bad. Like you would think, jumping thirty thousand feet, you know out of the sky would be scary, but it wasn't. It felt like you are just, you know, floating like a little bird. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. You're, yeah, I love, yeah, you like traveling. You're extreme traveler stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm not about it. I was supposed to be in Peru, but you know. But Yeah, Peru was supposed to be my, my trip. Well, actually last month. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore. You guys see me. I'm this is my quarantine look. I look crazy. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram because that's not what I be looking like usually. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I was supposed to be in Peru. I wanted to climb like Machu Picchu and like do the whole camping thing and pet a llama. But that didn't happen. It will happen. This is gonna happen. Hopefully, hopefully they open the borders up and get get going and everybody staying healthy. Yes, please stay healthy. Please wear your mask. Please wash your hands. What for real? Those who weren't washing them hands before, you better be washing your hands now. Yeah, you nasty. Why weren't you washing your hands? Nasty. Yes. Disgusting. Thank you for being on today. I appreciate <laughs> it. And we're definitely gonna have you back on at some point because this was this was a really yeah. good. So yay. Thank you for listening to the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin Gauze. To find out more and to follow the journey, visit Quentin's Instagram at QGauze or our business page at iron underscore visuals. For full recaps of this show, find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thank you for tuning in.